If you listened to our last episode, 138, you might remember that we promised a certain t-shirt design would be done. Well, it is, and we also made several more based on the Merrimack Bakehouse logo and the podcast logo. If you go to merrimackpodcast.com, under Shop All, there is now a button that says Shirts and Stuff. We created a spring page, formerly Teespring, that has shirts, a hoodie, coffee mugs, and a tote bag. All spring products are made to order, so we don't have a large amount of stock just on hand. You order directly from them. When you place your order, they will print the t-shirt and then send it directly to you. And as always, for baking mixes of all kinds, check out merrimackpodcast.com. Welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today I'm going to give you my recipe for brujol. Brujol is one of those things that you usually don't have a recipe for, so this took a little bit of thought. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things in home cooking and family cooking and that that you just you just know how to make them or it just doesn't you know, get written down. It's right. just like a teaching thing. Right. And somebody in the family tells you how to make it and whatever. So that's that's what what, what happened to me with my brujol. And the really funny thing is brujol is really easy to make. It's easier to make than meatballs. Okay. And I could never understand. I love brujol and I could never understand why we never had brujol. Nobody made brujol. It was like a special occasion food, like on a holiday, grandma might make it or my mom might make it or whatever, but they, it's so easy. I'm like, Geez, I, I, I kind of, for a while there, I was making it all the time just because, you know, it's like bing, bang, boom, it's done, you know. Anyway, that's my little brujol rant. <laughs> but um, what brujol is, is uh, some people call it stuffed steak. Um, apparently non-Italian people make this and it's not in pasta sauce and it's called stuffed steak, and they just, like, cook it and slice it. I can't even imagine. It would imagine. be so dry without pasta sauce. Can't even imagine. I think they might put it in gravy. I have never what? had it. Oh. I have only heard of it, and it frightens me. That, so That makes <laughs> me sad that people are, like... <laughs> yeah, they're missing it's out. so much better with red sauce. <laughs> missing out. So the way I do this, I, I do it a little different. I did look at some recipes online for doing brujol, and I'm going to give you, there's a lot of technique involved in this. So I'm going to tell you how I do it, and it comes out really well. It makes it a little bit easier, in my opinion, after reading how uh, <laughs> the few recipes that were from non-Italian websites, uh, blogs, cooks, chefs, whatever, I was like, geez, these guys are doing way more work than they need to. So here's what you need. You're going to need a round steak. Now, I do my brujol in one. I try to do it in one piece. The problem is sometimes when you buy a round steak, it kind of almost, it, it separates, you know. But I do try to keep it in one piece just because I have tried it a few different ways and it comes out better. So what you want to do is get a nice, lean, round steak. You want it to be sliced about a half an inch thick. You don't want it very thick. Um, you want to trim the fat, That if there's any fat on it, any gristle on it, trim it off. Remove the bone if, if needed. And now you got your round steak ready. So, you know, you're going to do this all on a cutting board. You know, put your round steak on there while you're working on it. Do it on a cutting board. 
Now, while it's sitting there on your cutting board, season it with salt, pepper, and garlic. So take some nice kosher salt, maybe about a half teaspoon of salt, sprinkle over the steak, about a fourth teaspoon of pepper, sprinkle over the steak, rub it in, and then get some minced garlic and sprinkle it over the steak and kind of press it down into the meat and flip it over if you can. And do the same thing with the other side. Press in the meat, set aside, okay? The breadcrumbs. You can use regular old seasoned Italian breadcrumbs or panko breadcrumbs work fine for this. Or you can make your own fresh breadcrumbs. And I typically like to use day-old bread, um, day-old white bread for this that is firm enough that you can grate it and it falls into pieces it's it you get a better filling with it but you can just use the regular old container of breadcrumbs or panko seasoned breadcrumbs if you do the fresh breadcrumb thing uh there's a couple easy ways to do this one is just break your bread up into pieces drop it into your food processor and pulse it a few times until it's all chopped up that works very well with this so um if you're going to do it in your food processor you're going to want to make about um, two cups of breadcrumbs probably with fresh breadcrumbs. It depends. Like I, like I said before in my uh, eggplant rollatini recipe, just keep the container next to you because you may need more than I'm telling you. But if you make, if you make your breadcrumbs up, if you make about two cups of them, pulse them up in your food processor and then add into your breadcrumbs a half teaspoon of basil, a pinch of salt and pepper, and then you want to put about a fourth teaspoon of granulated garlic and granulated onion in there. Pulse it a little bit more and now your breadcrumbs are ready for us to use. So you set your breadcrumbs aside. Now to assemble this deal, first you want to get your put your sauce on. My recipe for sauce is in episode 78 of In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. You can either make your own sauce, use my recipe, or buy about two quarts of sauce. And we're going to do this in a Dutch oven on your stovetop. Okay? So put two quarts of sauce in a Dutch oven on your stovetop and heat that up until it's just simmering. While that's heating up, we can assemble our brujol. What you want to do is have some cooking string handy. It's that nice heavy white string that you um, see on television. The butchers used to tie up the roasts and stuff in it. You can buy it anywhere. Just nice um, heavy string. You want to cut about six pieces of it, maybe um, 12 inches long each, and lay them out on a cutting board or on your clean table surface about an inch apart. And we're going to set the steak on top of that so it makes it a little bit easier to tie when we roll it up. It actually makes it a lot easier to tie when you roll it up if you remember to do this. I typically don't remember to do this, but, you know, it all works out in the end. Put your steak on top of the strings and spread your steak out nice and flat. Press down on it, you know, and get it all set up there. Make sure your strings are pulled out on both sides. And, and now we're getting ready here. You want to beat your egg. Beat it really well. And you're going to coat the top of your steak with that beaten egg. Now you're going to lose a little egg off the sides, but try really hard to keep it on the steak. 
Once you get your egg on there, you're going to cover your egg with the breadcrumbs and you want to do it really carefully. But if you can get it on there nice and thick, like especially if you use the fresh breadcrumbs, you can get it to stay maybe about a half inch thick on there. You cannot do this with the seasoned breadcrumbs that are dry. Forget it. You might get a fourth inch on there. But you want to cover your egg and you want to get a nice thick layer of breadcrumbs on there and pat it down with your hands and adjust it onto the steak so it's like formed on there. Now very carefully, you're going to have a good end of your steak and a bad end of your steak. Bad end meaning like where the meat has come apart a little bit or it's not, you know, just one big piece. So if you want to start with the bad end of your steak and gradually roll it nice and tight as you can get it, roll it all up, and then pull your string up around it and tie it. This may take four hands. If it does, call someone over to tie the strings. <laughs> Always a good idea. Tie your strings, get it nice and tight. It might not look as pretty as you think, but believe me, it'll come out nice. Now, very carefully, don't cut your strings off also. I learned this from cutting my strings off and then burning my hands, putting it into the sauce. Take your cutting board over to your nice hot pan of sauce, pick your brujol up by the strings and lower it down into the sauce and just set it very carefully in there. And then what I do is I spoon hot sauce up over the top, let it cook for a little while, turn it, turn it, turn it. And you want to, I don't know, try to stir the sauce every few minutes, turn the brujol until you get it to where it's come back to a simmer again. And then you want it to cook for about one and a half to two hours on medium low. So just turn it and cook it, you know, and it will get deliciously tender. You can test your steak with a um, food thermometer to test when it's done. But after cooking about one and a half to two hours, it's going to be done. Now you can serve this with pasta. The sauce becomes very delicious because you'll lose a little bit of the breadcrumbs into the sauce and it does wonderful things for the sauce. I can't even tell you. But you'll get that delicious flavor from the seasoned meat cooking in your sauce. And then you make your pasta. Take your brujol very carefully. You can use a couple of forks and poke them through where the strings are tied onto the meat and lift it out of the sauce. And put your pasta in the sauce and toss it around and then plate it up. And when you plate your brujol, what I usually do is I take the brujol out and set it on a platter and let it cool. It Not cool, but, you know, let it set for like 15 minutes or so while you're messing with the pasta. And when you're ready to serve it, you want to cut it into about a one-inch slice and then put a slice of brujol on a plate with the pasta. And it it's it's so... I'm going to have to make brujol this week again. <laughs> but... It's so good. It's just so good. And it's like I said, it's not hard to make, you know, it's not any harder than making meatballs. It's probably a little easier than making meatballs. And this like one steak will serve, you probably get about eight to 10 slices off of it, you know, and it's nice. It's a nice different thing. It's delicious. It tastes so good. It's don't, don't just save it for the holidays either. So give it, do it a practice run, you know, give yourself a practice run on this and then invite the family over and make brujol, and everyone will be so impressed. You can actually fit two in a Dutch oven, by the way. If you have more people coming, you can fit two in a Dutch oven, and they fit right in there. So I'm sure you'll enjoy this recipe. If you've never had brujol, or you've never made brujol, 
Or Make if you've it. made brujol the non-Italian way. Yes, the non-Italian way. And some people brown their brujol in the skillet first. I, I never brown it because I don't want that hard. Um, you don't want that hard surface on your meat. You want your meat to be beautifully tender and, you know, almost poached in there. It's delicious. It's delicious. And this is the kind of thing that when people talk about gravy, this is, you know, this is it. When sauce is called gravy, this is kind of what you're looking at. So very, it's, it's very good. This is very good, very good recipe. I've made this a zillion times. I actually buy sides of beef and I get all of the round steaks cut a half inch thick only for brujol. That's all we do with them. So, <laughs> so there you go. There's your nice brujol recipe. Enjoy that. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac and Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.